Hello and welcome to We Were Hit by a Horse Truck and Got Easy Guided to Equestria. I am Ponyville's beloved Princess Graceful Spark. With me as always is my beloved cohort, Spilled Beans. How you doing today, Beans? I'm doing surprisingly well, actually. It's, uh, it's been a pleasant day. Yeah, you got to go around, hear some stories. It was a good time. Yeah, it wasn't weird for us to just hang out and listen to people talk about stuff for a change. It's it's nice. Yeah, and that, dear listeners, because we are talking about Season 1, Episode 23, The Cutie Mark Chronicles. Directed by, same people as always, written by M.A. Larson, original air date April 15th, 2011. One of these days, these names will actually stick in my ADHD brain, but I feel like we've covered episodes written by this person before yeah yeah they wrote sonic rainboom and oh, that Swarm of the century yeah yeah okay yeah two two bangers that that tracks mm-hmm. uh, when we're done with this season we really should probably have like a quick talk about like i don't know maybe our top five episodes yeah that makes sense yeah something to, something to put in the in the list of ideas anyway mm-hmm. so we open on the cutie mark crusaders zip lining with i think it was Apple Bloom saying that she's never heard of a pony zipline before. Yeah, and Scootaloo's and, like, me neither, but Spike is into it. Yeah, but, Spike told me this is a thing that exists. So did so. dragons zipline? And at what point would Spike have tried ziplining without Twilight or any other pony present? Yeah, it's a weird question, because like... Spoilers, people. We do get to see Spike's origin story along with everyone else's here. Yeah. How the fuck would he have learned about ziplining? Yeah, or did he, like, I don't know, has he tried rigging up a zipline before just on his own initiative to get around the library or whatever? That does sound like something he would do. It does. Okay, that makes some sense. Maybe he went and looked it up in a in a sports book, something Twilight would never look at. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And no, wait, she did read those books for how to do good running, for the running of the leaves. Yeah. Huh. Maybe she's just not into extreme sports, like ziplining. I imagine going ziplining is a tough sell when you can teleport. Yeah. And when you've got four hooves, it's a weird... Ziplines are a weird thing for quadrupedal creatures to be interested in, but Spike walks around on two legs, so I guess it makes more sense. Yeah, plus he has fingers, so it's easier for him to, like, grab something. Because typically when you're ziplining, you, like, there's a thing you hold on to. Yeah. Well, typically when you're ziplining, you... You use the friction on your hands to control how fast you go. You, you know, grab the line to slow down. Ouch, ouch, ow, ouch. Well, you're wearing gloves. Y- yeah, still. Uh, like padded gloves even, like, specifically for this. So right. you don't get friction burns. But, uh... So you said what- padded gloves, and now I'm thinking about boxing, like the big <laughs> red boxing gloves, and oh, uh, it's very good on my brain. Dear Straghorse, how do you zip line with boxing gloves on your hoofs? Easily. <laughs> Uh, that's easier than ziplining with bear hooves. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Bears don't even have hooves. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what accent I did there, but it definitely was not strong <laughs> bad. Uh, but the Kingdom Mark Crusaders, they seem to just be like strapping themselves to this line and also to each other and just kind of going for it. Yeah. They don't seem to have any way to like control how fast they're going. I mean... The times I've been on a on a zip line, there has never really been a way to control how fast you're going, but I guess they're short enough that it was never really an issue. 
Yeah. It was like, just like, when you get to the bottom, there's a big padded thing you just, you know, hit your feet against and, and like, as long as your knees are bent, you're not, like, that's enough, uh, to cushion the impact. Yeah. Like, I've been, I've been ziplining on, like, you know, like, tree to tree situation. Yeah. Where, you know, there is an element of, you want to be going fast enough that you don't run out of momentum and you actually wind up where you're going, but also, yeah, there's such a thing as going too fast, you might hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think all the zip lines I've been on have been have been have been short enough that that's never been an issue with them. Either way. Yeah, the Kinemar Crusaders just have like a single carabiner. Oh, they are doing it separately, but they each have like a yeah, just like a carabiner around this rope. And long story short, um that creates enough friction that they all get stuck in the middle and the friction burns through the rope and they all fall. Yeah, this is a very bad rope for doing uh uh doing this activity with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, as you might expect from three children who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm impressed these ponies don't get hurt more often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they fall through the trees and they wind up covered in tree sap. Which happens surprisingly often, according to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yeah, we've checked in on them now and then. They... I don't know why all their activities involve them ending up covered in tree sap. It's stop stop doing it near so many fir trees, I guess. Yeah, like I guess they have their like tree clubhouse that might provide a source of sap. I, yeah, I guess it it is on a maple farm. Like you need to have punctured the tree to get maple sap, though. Yeah, and like the trees we see around Ponyville are not the kind that are just like it's like. It's, it, it fir trees, right? They're the ones that are just fucking oozing sap all the time. I don't know enough about trees to know, but that sounds correct. Where where I grew up, uh, uh, we had a few like there were a, a semi common like niferous tree that was just like ah, uh, do not do not put your hand on this thing. Mm-hmm. It it is just always covered in sap. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. You you have just covered your hand in glue because fuck you. This mm-hmm. tree hates you. Yeah, been there, and it, like it doesn't just wash off like. That's oh, the yeah. thing that stuck out to me was like, yeah, they, they wash all this tree sap off with just like a wet rag and some buckets. But I just realized something. Yeah. One of the largest one of those in the neighborhood I grew up in was on the corner. And that was also the corner the bus stopped to pick up the grade, like the elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like the grade, like one to five or so. Damn, what a bad position to put that bus stop. Here you go, kids. Don't touch this tree. Okay, bye. Don't touch the tree right next to you. Now, now chill. Now just hang out here for a while until a bus shows up. Anyway, yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll stop talking about that. Dear, we're here to talk to each other. The episode is is background. That's that's fair. We're here I'm to always... appreciate each other's company. Just like, oh, I'm here to appreciate this good horse. I'm here to appreciate this wonderful horse. But yeah. That's, that's okay. All right. No, I, I gave you. Eventually, I'll stop apologizing for every time I make a story, but I don't know. I'm really Canadian over here. Uh, well, we have several years to get that out of you, so uh, that little bit helps. That's fair. Anyways, uh, so they wipe the, the tree sap off, and uh, Apple Bloom's like, why don't we just go ask everyone else how they got their cutie marks? That seems like it would get us covered in less sap. Yeah. Sweetie Belle agrees, uh, mostly because it also sounds much safer. Mm-hmm. So, like, through this entire episode, there is kind of an underlying trend of Sweetie Belle being like, okay, we should do safer things, though. Like, 
Is her cutie mark going to be an OSHA handbook? <laughs> like, <sighs> I... That does feel very good for her, just being like an OSHA employee who also does some good singing. That 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 actually feels like a, a fully formed horse right there. Sweetie Belle is one of those musicians with the writers saying, you know, oh, I need a cup of green M&Ms, but it's really just a way to see like, hey, did you actually read our safety requirements? Because if you didn't, we have to have our own people check it out. Yeah. Uh, and then... Goodlue's like, ah, that's a good idea. We can start with the coolest pony in Ponyville. She's fast. She's tough. She's cool. And then they guess she's every other She's not afraid pony. of anything. Yeah. The, Apple's like, Applejack? And Sweetie Belle guesses rarities. No. The one who's not afraid of anything. Twilight? The greatest Oh, no, player. that was Fluttershy. It, yeah. it was Pinkie Pie was there the one who's go. not scared of anything. Which, like, yeah. fair. Correct. Yeah. Pinkie, yeah. Sorry, Fluttershy isn't scared of anything. Uh, Pinkie Wait, Pie. no, Pinkie Pie is not scared of anything. Fluttershy is the next one. Yeah, Pinkie Pie did have that whole thing about giggle at the ghosties and so on. Yes. but uh, I can names good right yeah. now. It's perfect. And then Scootaloo is like, no, the greatest flyer to ever come out of Cloudsdale. And I guess, Fluttershy? And In like, unison. no. <laughs> no. Yeah, they have to guess every other pony just to fuck with Scootaloo. Yeah. Like, I understand guessing Pinkie Pie for not being scared of anything, but, like, Fluttershy is a pretty bad flyer. She needs to be reminded yeah. she has wings. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, Rainbow Dash. Oh, yeah, no, that makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. And then they all do a, a high hoof, a hoof five, a horse hoof. Yeah. Bro hoof, whatever. Oh, Spooler does do this really cute thing where, like, she picks herself with her wings and, like, kind of buzzes around along the ground while she talks. Yeah, she's, like, dragging her four hooves along and it's actually, like, leaving a little, like, streak of dirt through the grass. Mm hmm Very good. Mm-hmm. All around Scootaloo's kind of wonderful in this episode. Yeah. And, but Scootaloo's four hooves still have sap on them, so they wind up stuck together. Yeah. And uh. when we next see them, they're all piled into the scooter with, a there's, like, a little wagon behind the scooter where Scootaloo's pulling them. Like, she's got a lot of force in those wings. Like, mm -hmm. she's very good at this, actually. I'm surprised this isn't somehow already her cutie mark in some way. Right? Especially knowing with how later in the episode goes. Yeah, like, she's she's pretty good at this. She's pretty fast. Wait, I think she just needs to suck it up and just do a song about being good at doing Scooter, <laughs> and she'd get her cutie mark. I think that's all she needs. Maybe she just needs to see a cool rainbow. Uh, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. They go through, we run into some bunnies stealing some apples, and into Applejack. It's surprising that Applejack is so upset about three bunnies stealing some apples, because, like, bunnies don't really climb, which means those apples were on the ground. Mm hmm it means they already fell off the tree, so they're maybe not the best selling apples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess you could still make them into cider or something, or, yeah, maybe she's just trying to set an example. Yeah, that's probably more likely, yeah. It's more the fact that they did steal the apples rather than what the apples are worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. But uh, Applejack runs in front of the scooter. They all wipe out. And, Applejack, and Apple Bloom's like, Oh, Applejack, you have a cutie mark. How'd you get your cutie mark? Well, I never told you. Well. Uh, time for an elaborate flashback sequence. Yeah, which you can see the flashbacks too, right? It's where we can see the flashbacks. Yeah, that was extremely weird that we can see their flashbacks. Maybe they're just that good at telling stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. oh, concerning, actually. Yeah. I never did think about it. But, like, the Crusaders seem to also see the flashbacks as well. 
Yeah. Right? Well, I, I don't think they remark on it. I don't know. They usually just say like, wow, that's a great story. Okay, bye. And they don't really seem to remark on the details that much. Oh, no. That's even more worrying. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know what Applejack actually said because I was enjoying the. I was lost in the flashback. Maybe she is like really good at telling stories and she includes a lot of details and imagery so that they feel like they're really there. I don't know. Hey, hey, do we have the echo? Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, I, I was mean, really into playing Final Fantasy XIV before we got isekai in here, so it is sort of my like last remaining touchstone of of human world media. The only reason I say now is because there's another character who does have the echo, who we will meet in several years. Oh, good. Love, love that for us. Excellent. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, but yeah. You know. uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, so in Applejack's story, she leaves home. But, you know, so she leaves Little Mac and Grady Smith to, yep. to go to the big city, to Manhattan, to live with her aunt and Uncle Orange. Don't seem to do any farming, which is an interesting twist for being the Orange family. Yeah, maybe whose cutie marks are oranges. Yeah, maybe they're like future traders or something. Like, like, like they work in like finance, like in, but it's all like, you know, they could go their whole career without ever actually seeing an orange, but they deal in orange futures or whatever. Okay, all right. Or they they own some like you know orange processing company. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, yeah, if you didn't notice, listener, yeah, uh, the city that Applejack goes to to visit her aunt and uncle is Manhattan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hope you like the horse place puns because they will continue to come. Yeah, they they are all over the place in this show. Yeah, like I think we've already had Philadelphia. I I know at some point we get Minneapolis. Yeah, there's there's been a few along the way. Mm -hmm. Like... Cloudsdale, I don't think it's a specific, like, city it's a reference yeah. to, but it's it's a pun name for a city, because it's in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. <sighs> you know, Appaloosa yeah, was a pun. But yep. Anyways, Applejack's in the big city, which I guess she just walks there. Like, Ponyville Valley isn't all that far from Manhattan, that, like, one get, unsupervised child can just walk there. Maybe she got on a train, and we just didn't we didn't see that in the flashback because they'd had a train episode so recently. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, so she's there in the big city. She's looking at the uh, the Horse Empire State Building and the Statue of Horse Liberty. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's uh, they just they had some fun with this bit. Which like the Statue of Horse Liberty has pretty terrible posture. I don't know how she stands upright, to be honest, but yeah, whatever. Good for her. I guess she is one of those huddled masses everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Secretly being propped up by the cabal. <laughs> whatever the fucking racists say these days. All right, and then Applejack shows up at her aunt and Uncle Orange's place. They're like, okay, well, time to make you fancy. And then... Yeah. They're, like, really condescending to her about, like, oh, your accent is so cute. You said y'all. You are the living end. Uh, fucking living into this city. Get get the fuck out of here. Y'all is cute. Yeah. I think by you're the living end, she means if you die in the next 30 seconds, you'll stay alive at one hit point. And th- but then you have to be healed oh. to full in order for that to wear off. Ah, uh, yeah. And you're not right. the only one who can make yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen jokes. Uh, uh, me very carefully avoiding referencing things that are newer than, than a certain patch point. All right. Ah. Uh. 
Yeah. Oh, God. That's a challenge. If only I finished Endwalker before getting hit by a truck. Right? Uh, alas. That's why you should play as many video games as possible, listeners. Because you might get used to guy that you won't be able to play video games anymore. Uh, look. There absolutely isn't a RPG being written about exactly that as a problem your character has to deal with when you're isekai Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's absolutely not a game that's being made right now. It's a shame. It'd be a really good one. I would have enjoyed it. Indeed. All right, so... we see. Yeah, I'm noticing that fourth wall shimmering again, <laughs> so we should probably keep pushing. Uh, so we cut to Applejack at this, like, fancy party, and she's got this, like, you know, weird fancy voice now. Yeah, she's she's really fortunate, but like, damn, does she clean up pretty though? That's a like, this actually is a pretty good look for Applejack. Yeah, she as looks. Long as she wasn't surrounded by assholes. Yeah, she looks cute with her hair up. I'll give her that. Yeah, and it's one thing I appreciate about this series, and it's something I've 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 done is when they give the characters like you know a new haircut or like a an outfit change. Like it usually looks good on them because mm. of course this is a toy commercial and. If the characters have different designs, it's a different toy you can sell them. But regardless, it's nice to I'm see. I'm sorry. Do you think they ever actually sold a alternate baby Applejack toy? I wouldn't put it past them. I doubt it. But I'm saying that they do have, you know, they are at least willing to put the characters in, like, different mm. hairstyles and clothes? I see what you're getting yeah. at. Yeah. It's worth right. to say clothes here because the ponies are usually naked. But you see this a lot more. Accessories. In, uh, yeah. You see this a lot more in Equestria Girls. But mm -hmm. that's several years down the line. Oh, I can't wait. And there's this really weird conversation where, like, she's at this fancy party, and this other guy's like, "Oh, how are you finding good old Manhattan?" And she's like, "Oh, well, where I'm from, yeah, I'm getting, I'm having a hard time getting used to the city nights. Where I'm from, the nights are so quiet. You seldom hear a peep until the roosters wake you." And this guy's like, "What the hell is a rooster? Like, what? My dude, how's your education? Yeah, like." I will admit that, like, even if you've never, like, personally seen a rooster, certainly you, like, know what they are. Like, you know what a chicken yeah. is? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you can have people who live in... Where do you think eggs come from? Yeah, like, it's one of the things I fucking love that at least was a, a, around for a while, like, in my, like, later teens, early 20s, of just, like, you know, the, the like, millennials are ruining blank articles. Mm -hmm. But it's, like... The number of those that are, like, kids today don't understand where food's from. They think it's from the, like, supermarket or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, nah. One, if you're finding kids like that, damn, fix your education system. Mm -hmm. Don't blame them. Two, uh, nice, nice straw child you've got there. I I was a kid uh, surrounded by kids, and I never met any kid who was like, oh, man, I know where milk comes from. It comes from aisle eight. Nah, fuck that noise. That's not real. No one thinks that way. Fuck off. Yeah, like... And, like, it's such, like, an enduring, like, idea in media that, like... You hear the rooster sound effect every time the sun comes up in a cartoon or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I realize these horses maybe don't have TV or whatever, but, like... I don't know. It seems like this guy should feel embarrassed that he doesn't know what the hell a rooster is. Like, it's... Right? Like... Either there's two answers, right? Like there's either a he doesn't know what a rooster is, and like, damn, that's a fucked up society that you can like not understand what such a like important animal to a large portion of your population is, or b they're just 
wanting to insult this small child. Yeah, like... Neither of these are good. Maybe he's just doing this to, like, dunk on Applejack, but, like, why are you dunking on this eight-year-old child? Like, what did she do to you? And, like, she moved from the small town to the city. Like, why are you dunking on her? do, Do you just... Are you so against the idea of a small town girl being around that you just want to not, like, to encourage her to leave? Is that what this is? Why are you like this? This is, this is fucking, <sighs> Liver Horse is out there, right outside the window. Yeah. Why, why are you being this kind of shitty here, my dude? <laughs> uh, I guess the moral of the story is that rich people are shitty for no reason, which is true, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But, uh, like, when Applejack shows up, she, like, gets to the front, like, the entrance of a building that looks like an apartment complex. And, mm-hmm. like, she looks up a few floors to see the window that they're at. And, like, she knocks on a door that is labeled with the, like, has oranges yeah. on it. So, like, these, these fuckers are super snobby, but also live in an apartment? That's not unusual. Like, they do live in, like, downtown New York, right? Like. yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. Even if you're rich, you live in an apartment in New York. Like you don't. Okay. Yeah, you probably have a really big, nice apartment. Like you might live in a penthouse or something. Don't get me wrong. Aunt and Uncle Orange's apartment at least is like it's fucking huge. Yeah. Like it's Apple, just... Applejack has her own room and everything. Yeah. Like maybe it's just because I always felt extremely out of place anytime I even looked at rich neighborhoods. So I just never went there. But just like the. The level of just, like, I own a mansion snobbery, and we have a third-floor apartment building with, like, you can just walk in and knock on our front door. Mm-hmm. Like, those two things seem so opposed that this feel like this feels like a mockery of what people think people living in New York are yeah. like, rather than what people are actually like. Yeah, and that's certainly the case. Like, because we get, like, when Applejack's, like, walking to the apartment, you're like, oh, out of the way, you rube. And like, <laughs> which all right, yeah, which is like rude. I mean, I guess that's the stereotype is that New Yorkers are rude, especially to I guess children carrying bindles. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I I have walked downtown in many cities. I'm used to people being rude assholes in like yeah. downtown. Like, there's a again, there's a difference between being a weird, rich, snobby asshole at a dinner table and like being a piece of shit walking down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it... Mm. And then, to end off, anyway. to cap off the night, you know, they all laugh at Applejack, and Aunt Orange is, like, kind of sympathetic, like, she's trying to, like, keep Applejack's spirits up. But then it's time for food, and dinner is, like, a twig, and a little orange seed, and a little puddle of brown stuff. Y- yeah. Which also isn't, like, um, that isn't how those meals were. <laughs> yeah, like it's you'd a be jo- having courses of that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a joke about oh, fancy restaurants have small portion sizes, but like, yeah, like you get courses, right? Like, yeah, you you have small portion sizes of multiple dishes, so that like, I mean, we've talked about it. I don't know if I've actually talked about it on the podcast before, but like. I've got an anosmia, like, I've just had it since mm-hmm. I was, as far as I, like, I can remember backward. So, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't really fucking notice a lot of the, like, finer detail flavors. But I know people who are very 
you know, big on flavor stuff. That sounds weird to say, yeah, but like yeah, the taste heads, the yeah, people yeah, with the, the flavor fandom. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, you, the 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 small changes a dish can make with just a few different garnishes, and like then you have like three or four bites of a few different very well crafted pieces of food, and like that's why it's expensive. Is like here's a sampling of a lot of different very good meals that add up to an entire meal worth of like foods you're eating, but it's expensive because it's all these little different things you're having. Yeah, and yeah, they use really good ingredients and so on, and like you would have like a salad and soup and yeah, yeah, you would have many courses because they have like for us the viewer, which feels weird to say when we're experiencing her flashback to like. Yeah, we we see these ponies like levitating in these like silver platters with like the dome on that they pull off to reveal the food. Which, I mean, I've never been in a restaurant fancy enough to like warrant that. Yeah, same. I don't know if places actually do that. I don't know, but presumably the idea has to come from somewhere. Wait, no. Um, my dad's second marriage, the 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 dinner was ser- like the first dish was served that way. Mm. And then, like, all the all the following dishes were just, like, I mean, there weren't really, like, there was, you know, here's the main thing, here's a, like, little finisher course thing, and then here's dessert. Like, the finisher course and, and dessert were not brought out with the, like, yeah. domes over them, but the first one was. So, oh, eh. fair enough. Like, I know they happen, just, I, I would never notice the difference in food quality mm-hmm. to be able to tell, so I would never go to those places, because... Yeah. It would literally just be wasted money on me. Like the, I guess the charitable read here is that like, this is Applejack telling the story how she remembers it and she's exaggerating. That's kind of the vibe I've been getting from these mm-hmm. flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Is that like they are definitely slightly unreliable narrators. Yeah, which makes more sense. And I should be nitpicking the way she remembers it. Like, yes, obviously yeah. it's it's not realistic because it's a child. Oh, she's relating a story from when she was a child. This is how she felt. Yeah, and it was, like, clearly a very negative experience for her. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Under that lens, this makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. And so Applejack's, like, looking out the window in her room, which, again, like, the oranges have, like, a spare bedroom, which seems like a wild thing to have to be in an apartment. Just, they must be pretty well off in, like, a downtown apartment that's big enough for her to have her own room. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then... Yeah, she sees the sunrise. She sadly says cock-a-doodle-doo to herself. Ah, uh, like a little fucking stupid child. Yeah. And then he cries, and then she sees her rainbow pointing her back home. Yeah. She knows what she has to do. She has to go home, and... She has to she has to run away from the big city and follow her gay dreams into the, into the, the, the rural outback of farming. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, shit, that's where she started. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> She ran away from the big city to find her fortune at the farm. That she left in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> this was a good part of the episode to watch because the first fanfic I ever read was about Applejack meeting a version of herself from an alternate timeline where, like, the version of herself that stayed in Manhattan with Aunt and Uncle Orange. That was, like, oh, you know, good. all, like, fancy and, like, had a suit and a good job or something. And I think, like... Fancy Applejack tried to show our Applejack a good time, and maybe they fucked? I don't remember. I don't think they did, but... I mean, oh, what kind of fanfic doesn't have doesn't have twincest? Yeah, what the fuck? exactly. If you, dear listener, remember this story, 
please let me know at uh, Applejack self says that isekai dot horse. There it is. I need to know if it holds up because it's I don't remember much of it, but I do remember like. That was the first fanfic I ever read. It left a vague positive impression on me. Oh, good. <sighs> good times. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Applejack gets her cutie mark and she's all excited about it. And then she runs off to chase some apple rabbits. Yeah. Uh, and then we catch up. It's, it's Fluttershy next, right? Yeah. After the, cause Sweetie Belle and Apple Bloom are both like, oh, what a good story. And, and Scootaloo's like, yeah, but mm, that wasn't Rainbow Dash. So we need to get going. We need to find Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash will have a good story. Yeah. Like Scootaloo's like, ew, bleh, that story was awful. Now we gotta go find Rainbow Dash to get the good story. Yeah. I, like, Scootaloo is kind of the antagonist of this episode, but damn, do I love Scootaloo in this episode. Yeah, like, she does provide the, like, someone has to keep things moving. Yeah, she she is constant, constantly just the force of, like, oh yeah, sure, that was cute and all, but I am not in the mood for cute right now, so, uh, chop chop, next one. Yeah. Next story, please. Yeah, you get the feeling that, like, if were, if Scootaloo wasn't in the picture and it was just Sweetie Belle and Apple Bloom, they would not, you know, get up to as much. Like, they would have, like, yeah. much more, you know, boring, innocent, safe adventures. Yeah, I mean, Apple Bloom and, and, and Sweetie Belle seem to get up to their own shit sometimes. Yeah. Like, this episode especially. Yeah, they, they do they have... They are definitely... I was, I was gonna say, they're definitely the, the softer of the trio. Yeah, like, they, they have their own senses of mischief, but Scootaloo provides, mm-hmm. like, I would say, energy. Yeah, momentum was the word I was gonna mm-hmm. use. And then, uh... Yeah, they're zooming down the way, and they run into Fluttershy, who is, you know, helping some ducks or something across the path. And of course, yep. they run into Fluttershy. I mean, I mean, no, they 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 put on the brakes because yeah. Fluttershy like jumps out yeah. and and makes herself big and scary. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean just you know, t poses in the middle of the road. Yeah, to assert dominance, which works. Yeah, I mean, look, we know from previous episodes these three girls would fucking murder someone for Fluttershy. Yeah. So it's good to see that relationship back again. Mm-hmm. That like mm-hmm. the three of them all very heavily respect Fluttershy. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good to see. Yeah. And then you know Fluttershy's like, "You should be more careful. Why are you in such a hurry?" Blah blah blah. And then you know, oh, we're trying to find Rainbow Dash. We're trying to find out if she earned her cutie mark. And Fluttershy's like, "Well, you know, I would have gotten my cutie mark if it weren't for her." Now, when I was just a little filly. Yeah. Uh she does, she does have a very good line really early in her story, like, as the flashbacks, like, wiggling into existence. And it is, you'd never guess, but I w- when I was little, I was very shy and a poor flyer. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Really? Flutter? Shy? <laughs> never would have guessed. Yeah, that was good. Imagine. Uh, I feel bad laughing at her flashback, but maybe it was a joke on her part. I, 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 I kind of like the idea of Fluttershy having... That, like, low-level sarcasm in her voice yeah. that you can't actually tell very well. Like, I actually like that as a personality trait yeah. for Fluttershy. Like, it it reads like her telling a joke, and it's good. Yeah, like, she's very good. Like, the like like her jumping in on the conversation two episodes ago with the, I'd like to be a tree. Mm-hmm. Like, that being her being serious is kind of just like, all right, so Fluttershy's being weird. But, like, that being her being, like, a a little bit of a sarcastic jokester makes it a fucking amazing. And I, I really do love that rate of her. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Good joke. Mm hmm. This horse do good jokes. Actually. Mm-hmm. I love a good, 
I'm trying to think of a way to say this that doesn't just sound like I'm saying horse joker. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, she's also like, I think the thing that really stands out for me is that, like, these are self-depreciating jokes that are actually funny. Because so often people just do that as, like, a bad outlet for depression or poor self-worth. But she's just like, nah, I know I'm kind of silly on this. Like, I know people think this is weird of me, so I'm just gonna make a joke about it, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's... And, uh, it's good. Yeah, but the... We have two of the bullies now, right? Not the entire trio? Yeah, just just two of them, and uh, we also see, like... We've seen the Fluttershy before, but the, like, long stick leg Fluttershy, the uh, awkward phase Fluttershy. Uh, yes, I'd call this the um, pastel goth pre-trans Fluttershy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very much so. damn... Uh, if you ever wanted to see, uh, pastel goth, like, uncracked trans girl egg, just look at young Fluttershy, you know the entire aesthetic. Yeah, like the long, gangly, awkward legs, the hair over one eye, the pink hair over one eye. Uh. Yeah, like, if she had a black mane instead of a pink mane, she would just be goth. This would just be the most, most, like, goth pony you could ever see. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Ah. us pastel goth because wait no um uh um photo finish we we saw some pastel goth uh fluttershy then too. yeah like, yeah it's a callback to her youth flutter goth real <laughs> flutter goth real baby uh, flutter goth confirmed ah uh, but her flutter goth is real oh i have good news about the suchinoko oh excellent all right but uh as Fluttershy is, like, telling the story, we see flashback her, like, trying to go through a cloud ring in Cloudsdale, and, like, she trips over it and falls, and whatever. She goes through a flag, and the bullies beaming to her. And, yeah, it's just the two of them. I forget yeah. their names, but I think it's, like... One of them's Hoops. Yeah. He's already got his, like, three basketballs. Yeah, we got, like, Hoops and Scrungus. Yeah. I think it might be the one who gets, like, the dumbbell cutie mark later. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I know he's the one who has the, like, uh, 90s cool kid with long hair aesthetic yeah. in, like, live-action kids show hair. Yeah, yeah. And that is extremely specific, and people who know what I'm talking about can know exactly which pony I'm talking about mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do call her uh, Klutzershy, yeah. which is better than Rainbow Crash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, but then Rainbow Dash shows up to be like, are these guys bothering you, ma'am? yeah. And she's got, like, a really messy mane mullet going on. It's all, like, spiky and all over the place. Like, ah, oh, baby. Yeah. What happens when a child has not learned what a comb is for? Yeah. This is a Rainbow Dash that has not learned to brush her mane yet. Yeah. <sighs> and then, yeah. oh, you're such a big shot? Yeah, there's that meme phrase for you. Why did you prove it? They go into a race to defend Fluttershy's honor. Yeah. Which, listener, yes, um... Again, another spoiler. We do eventually hear Rainbow Dash's story, and she does say she did the race to defend Fluttershy's honor. That is words directly out of the fucking bimbo-brained girl's yep. own mouth. Like, ah, uh, she was a she was a perfect lesbian even then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then they all get ready to race. Fluttershy waves the checkered flag, and they all zoom past her and knock Fluttershy to the ground below. Yeah, she she goes tumbling down uh, and lands in a giant cloud of butterflies. Mm-hmm. And, like, one, one of the things I actually liked is that, like, 
she seemed to be having so much trouble flying before that, but just like hanging out with butterflies and how pretty they are make her very like fly very easily. Hey, hmm, this doesn't sound like a trans analogy at all. <laughs> uh, huh. yeah. She even gets a song. Imagine. She even gets a song yeah. about it. What is this place filled with so many wonders? I'm amazed I forgot this song yeah, existed because it is like it's not really a bop, but it's just like a good. It's like a solid B or C for like a Disney movie, which are mm. usually like all very big and bombastic songs. But it's it's the one where it's like this character could be monologuing, but instead they're monologuing in song to like mm. keep the kids like alert or whatever. And I don't know. It feels good. It's a it's a good vibe for Fluttershy. Yeah. You know, as they say, in musicals, characters sing when they can no longer speak. Yeah. And, you know, this would be weird as, like, a monologue or whatever, but it makes sense the song. Yeah. We could have had her, like, running around and asking these questions and, like, being curious about stuff that way. But that's not the kind of character she is. And, like, having the Disney princess, like, singing with all the all the animals around thing is, like, 100% her vibe. Yeah. So it fits the character like, just perfectly. Yeah, and a little storytelling trick there is that uh, if your character is singing about like what they want and what they're th thinking, it's fine. But if they just say it out loud, it comes off as weird. So there you go. Ah, uh, if I ever get back to writing that cyberpunk fiction, I need to just make orchids sing. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just having the reader being a ride-along in her uh, anxiety-ridden brain. Well, okay, it's different in writing. It's a lot easier to, like, show someone's inner monologue in writing, but it comes across as weird in, like, a film, which I guess this is. Yeah. Uh, Thinking about that original cut Blade Runner uh, monologues that were just like, hey, I bet, I bet the viewer's not going to understand symbolism, so let's just narrate blankly directly over the scene. Yep. Oof. Yeah. But yeah. It's a good song. It's fun. It's Fluttershy, like, you know, it's her, like, realizing that she likes the animals. Mm hmm. Ah. And then there's a big explosion, and then that scares all the animals, but then Fluttershy talks to the animals and reassures them, and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. She helps all the animals calm down after a big explosion. And and they they all like come out of their hidey holes and and hang out with her. Mm -hmm. And that's how she gets her cutie mark. Yep. Scooter's like, well, what happened to Rainbow Dash? Like, oh, I wasn't there. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, uh notably, this story does like return to the present with uh, a Flutter Loaf, uh, ex like finishing the story to a Sweetie Loaf and a Loafle Bloom. I don't know what to call. It, cause yeah. We already have an Apple Loaf for Applejack. Yeah. Hmm. A a a bl a bloaf? No, that sounds bad. Yeah, like that's one thing. Loafle bloom because you got the 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 pull from apple. A bloom loaf? A loaf bloom? Yeah, like loaf bloom is where I started, but then I tried mm -hmm. to get a little bit of that apple in there. Now, here's a question for you, dear. Do you count? Because flashback Fluttershy is also loafing. Do you count that separately? Um, I'm gonna go with no. Mm -hmm. Based on how Twilight story ends, yeah, no, that's fair. And that a loaf in the in the in the flashback is a loaf in the present. Yeah, yeah, it was the same loaf. I can I can dig that. Yeah, and then uh, and also like three of three of the 
uh, butterflies that she'd like landed with originally. I mean, like not the original ones, yeah. obviously. Uh, those ones are fucking long dead. Butterflies don't live very yeah. long. But like three more of those same kind of butterflies just kind of fluttering around her while she's telling the story. Mm. And like, ah, oh, good visual touches. This episode's full of them. Yeah, this is a good episode. This episode with a lot of like yeah, faces and like lines and stuff that you know, were repeated a lot in the fandom. They're, they were enduring and you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't I won't say it's part of the hallmarks of a good episode, but you know, it is something I look for, and this episode has a lot of them. Like it really says something that when the first time around I watched this show, I just fucking always cringed anytime a key, like Keaton Crusader episode came out, and then like this one this morning when we like got up and I'm like, oh, the episode's pulling us like into the forest near near the the. The Cutie Mark Crusader hideout, like, oh man, this is gonna be a Cutie Mark Crusader episode. Fuck yes, that was a weird feeling. Like, I'm excited for the Cutie Mark Crusaders. Yeah, like they're fun. I like them now a lot more than I used to. Yeah, like, I think that's part of it. Is that Scootaloo is so much also channeling like the the like very freshly trans me who first watched this of like this stuff is too cutesy for me. When like, nah, it's not. Nah, it's good. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy her being there as being, like, a momentum force, but, like, she's kind of wrong as well, and I love that. Yeah. It's very good. Like, it's one of the things I, at least I kind of appreciate about the show is that Toodaloo and often Spike as well, both in this episode and in general, have this, like, you know, they are the ones who, like, make fun of the episode when it's getting, like, too sweet or too cutesy, which does add a nice edge to it. I think it's one of the things that helped make the show popular with an older audience back in the day. Or it's, you know, yeah. it is still, like, My Little Pony. It's still a toy commercial for little girls, but it's a little self-aware about that. Yeah, they've got some epi- some characters that will, like, roll their eyes at just how girly some things are getting, and I appreciate their presence. Yeah. And then, <sighs> yeah, then, yeah, they do leave Fluttershy, and Scootaloo mentions that, like, oh, she can't take any more singing, singing so, like... Fluttershy's Fluttershy song was diegetic. Yeah, or they saw the flashback. Yeah. <sighs> we might have to find a way to quietly ask them about it mm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And mm. then they go off to... I'll think about it while we're... Yeah. yeah, then they go off to find Rarity. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to... <sighs> all three Cutie Bar Crusaders and like... You know, kind of dress-shaped lumps of fabric where Rarity measures them. Yeah, like the the very basic of of dress forms yeah. and stuff, like yeah. the the duct tape dummy of fursuits, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was like, "How do we get roped into this? We're never gonna get our cutie marks like this." Rarity's like, "Oh, are you guys still obsessing over your cutie marks?" And we're like, "Yeah, no, no, I get it. For the longest time, I couldn't figure out why I didn't have mine." And then she starts a flashback. And one of the things I appreciate about this episode is that as it goes on. Our ponies need less and less pretense to drop into their flashbacks because we know what the format is now, and I, yeah. I won't give away the next one, but it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really like this entire flashback. Yeah. It, it's extremely rarity, and I love it. Yeah. Like, we, we go back to something out of school play where, like, all the ponies, including young Charlie, are just, like... Yeah, I thought I recognized her. Yeah. Are just, like... On a stage in like food costumes, like a cake or a fruit bowl or whatever, or like what is a, a flower with a bee, and yeah, one like a sli- yeah, 
And wait, but we've seen photos of Cheerilee from this time, and she had like the the braces and the like crimped mane. And well, that stuff. was her as a teenager. This is her as oh, a child. Oh right, yeah, this would be right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, because remember uh, in the flashback, Fluttershy had those like long, awkward legs. But remember, she's a year older than Rainbow Dash. Oh yes. Okay. But uh, you know, the school play is just like all these like you know fillies in costumes like. There's like an upbeat song playing and they just kind of like shake back and forth in unison. And I think that's the whole play. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not really given much context and it, I don't know if we need it. Yeah, which also it makes sense that like Rory doesn't really care what the play is. She just cares about the yeah. costumes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is very rarity. Yeah. Again, the pony telling the story tints the flashback, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. Which I appreciate. And uh, yeah, the teacher pony is like, oh, Rarity, your costumes are very good. Rarity's like, oh, but they need to be spectacular. They need to be better. I'm not getting 10 out of 10 reviews. <sighs> I'm only getting 7 out of 10. And you know what? That means it's a video game that's not even worth buying. <laughs> RGN hated this child school play. <laughs> <laughs> you should see this childhood play's Metacritic score. I'm gonna wait for the. Uh, I, I'm gonna wait for the Game of the Year edition to come out. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't believe they're re-releasing Skyrim on a pony stage. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, fuck. Ah, uh, so uh, we cut back to. Is this the Carousel Boutique? It would be weird for it, for it to be that. But we don't really see the inside. We see Rarity, like, surrounded by fabric, and she's sewing some stuff. And whatever she's going for, you know, nothing works. But then her horn starts glowing, and it just starts dragging her all over the place. Yeah. Again, I think this might be one of those, like, the person telling the story is is exaggerating it. Because, like, she gets, like, dragged out of town, through a desert, over some wibbly-wobbly mountains. Yeah. Overnight, like, mind you. Yeah. Uh, and listener, I need I need you to understand. Um, the entire way through this, like, as soon as she stops fighting her horn, trying to pull her in direction, she just has like the most bored of whatever the fuck is going on expression on her face mm -hmm. through the entire pull like sequence. Her her expression doesn't change. I don't think she even blinks. Yeah. She looks, does not look happy about this, and mind you, she says, like, the play is tonight, but clearly, like, when she goes over the mountains, it's night, but again, she's exaggerating, it's fine. I think she said tomorrow night, but yeah. still. Yeah. <sighs> Either way. Yeah, yeah, she's, like, she's exaggerating, it's fine, and she runs into a rock, and she's like, oh, I knew I had met my destiny, and then she says, a rock? My destiny is a rock? Yeah, it was really cute to have, like, old Rarity saying, like, ah, oh, this was my destiny, and young Rarity responding with, it's a fucking rock, what the fuck is this shit? Mm -hmm. I can't believe it's a rock, how can this be a thing? Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Horn, why did you do this to me? <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, she even says dumb rock, which is, you know, I guess we see where Sweetie Belle gets it from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, fortunately, an explosion happens just then that opens up the rock and it's full of crystals, or full of gems. Yeah. Full full on gigantic geode here, baby. Mm -hmm. 
and then Rarity's excited now, and we cut to the play where, like, Lyra and Bonbon and Colgate and uh, Bubble Wrap are all there, which seems weird. Because, like, yeah. they're adults in her flashback. Uh, clearly, it's it's all of their parents, mm-hmm. and it's they're just they just very much take after their parents, and it's not that they recycled background ponies <laughs> even even now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she, Rarity is filling in the details. Whatever, like yeah, I, you know, Bubble Wrap was probably there. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I think one of the ponies like on stage feels like a younger bu- Bubble Wrap to me, mm-hmm. but they go by so quickly, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. And we see, but yeah. yeah, and everyone's amazed by the costumes and they're the same as the earlier costumes but they're just covered in gems and honestly i think they look worse oh yeah they look hella bad <laughs> they look garbo these these costumes are shit they she ruined these things they're like one of them was originally a slice of cake and now it's a slice of cake with like weird jewels all over yeah. it and the only thing it looked like to me was like mm, damn what if you got like a bunch of like flies and stuff to land on a cake that's what this looks like yeah now. or like you took a perfectly good cake and you ruined it by like putting weird dried fruit in it Oh, you mean a fruitcake? Well, a fruitcake is a specific kind of thing that can be fine. Yeah, I'm not usually a big fan of fruitcake, but some fruitcakes are good. But, like, yeah, sometimes you get a cake and they put, like, weird, like, bits of dried cherry in there. I don't know. It's yeah. Weird. It's weird. Some people like it. I've never been a fan. Yeah, remember how I mentioned my, my dad's second wedding? Mm-hmm. His his new wife makes a... made a at least used to make a, uh, uh, one of those style of fruitcakes every year. And it was mm-hmm. amazing that even dad was quietly one of the people being like, Hmm, someone should have some of this fruitcake and definitely not me. I'm having something else. Don't mind me. My mouth is full of other <laughs> food. Someone should eat that fruitcake though. Yeah. Like, look, fruitcake can be good, but it was certainly a food that was like, it was born out of, we need to use this fruit in something that doesn't expire before the winter. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm just gonna say, a uh, a white Catholic woman is not someone who has a lot of uh, skill making fruitcake in Canada. Yeah, yeah. There's you, listener. You probably can guess what kind of woman my dad married, and she's fine. Mm-hmm. But also, do not eat her cake. <laughs> do not do it. It is po- it's bad. It is possible to make a good fruitcake, but they have a reputation for a reason. Yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, but apparently every pony loves the gems. I don't know. I I think you know, ponies are like easily dazzled by bright lights or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. we've seen this before with Rarity where she thinks like putting gems all over something makes it better. And is that see- like, I know her like magic power is being able to find gems, mm-hmm. but she didn't get her cutie mark when she found the rock full of gems, she got her cutie mark when she, her eyes lit up looking at the gems. I think her actual power is that she can make things look good to everyone else just by covering them in gems. That's why her ass is covered in gems. That's why Spike <laughs> wants to eat her ass. Yeah, she gets her cutie mark at the show once everyone's impressed by her cu- by her costumes. Yeah. yeah. Her actual power is... Putting lots of gems on shit and other people thinking it looks good. Eh. It is an extremely meta power that we just have not, like her, her her cutie mark special gift. The ability to find gems is just a bonus. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I can see that. 
Ah, uh, oh, oh no, I've done it again. I've made another character that has a superpower of some sort that completely, they 100% misunderstand it, but their assumption is correct based on their observations. Yeah, yeah uh, like, even, you know, she is not immune to her own propaganda. Yeah. I don't know why I like making characters like that so much. Like, they misunderstand whatever makes them special, but, like, they misunderstand it in just such a specific way that they're right... Except it works out. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, means means that I can also make characters that are like capes shit, but they're kind of weak, but they can be surprisingly powerful to themselves, and they don't know why. And I love that. Yeah. He, anyway, he have some fun with it. Yeah. yeah. So give me characters that are weak and then suddenly weirdly powerful in ways that don't make sense to them, but make sense to like observers. Ah, uh, love it. Ah. <sighs> Alright, so, we cut back to the present, where Scootaloo's like, Ah, this isn't getting us any closer to our cutie marks. Everyone keeps telling us their cutie mark stories. All these boring things about finding out who you are and nonsense like that. And like, Yeah, Scootaloo, that's exactly it. But Scootaloo does not let her finish her sentence. Yeah, like, oh, so close. <laughs> so close to getting what the, what the actual moral of all this should be. Yeah, which is like, that's every cutie mark crusaders episode. It's always like, yeah, everyone keeps trying to tell them, like, yes, it's about finding out who you really are, and this, like, weird scattershot approach doesn't help, and also, it's, and they're just like, ah, bah, 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 I don't want to hear the end of any sentences, we've got cutie marks to get, let's go. Yeah, like, I think this is possibly, like, we've had, what, three or four episodes mm -hmm. with them now doing this? Four? That sounds That's right. right. But, like, I think this is the one that hits that best, of just, like, a character trying to just directly say it to them and them refusing to listen. Like, I don't know. Like, I get I get that it's a bit one note, but it's a note I love hearing. Yeah, because even in uh, the last one where they, or like, the one where they did the, the music show, like, you could see yeah. Twilight's, like, about to tell them that, but, like, she sees they completely miss the point. It's like, oh, I'm not going to tell them now. Yeah. Like... She was trying to walk them to the point, and they just, like, tripped at the last step to mm -hmm, get there. Ah. Mm -hmm. Ah. Uh. Uh. And then... We get Scootaloo saying, Come on, girls, we need action! We need excitement! We need Rainbow Dash! And then we cut to Twilight telling her cutie bark story. <laughs> yeah, it was very good yeah. that they're... The episode doesn't even explain how they ran into Twilight, just that they did. Yeah, and then Scootaloo looks bored, it's good. We yeah. don't even get any preamble. Twilight's just telling her story. She's like, ever since I was a Philly, yeah. I wanted to see the Summer Sun celebration. And then I did, and it was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't what got her cutie mark. She had to go, she decided to go read lots of books. She she was just a super nerd about magic, because she saw Celestia uh, fly up in front of the sun in a kind of weirdly fash vibes display yeah. of power it was a little uh questionable but okay yeah and again we see tiny twilight like pushing through the crowd and like uh we see like she's like squeezing through lyra like we see a, a colgate in the foreground there uh mm -hmm. yeah, and a bonbon and it's like weird remember weird memory that you remember these adults who you're friends with now who are about your age when you're a child wait do we actually know that part? Maybe they're all, maybe all, all three of those actually are much older ponies. I get, it's possible? It seems, because eh. like, I think if that was the case, then in my head at least, then like, Liar and Bon Bon and them would have like, they'd be like Mr. and Mrs. Cake's age and like look different. 
But I don't know. I get, yeah. But, but yeah. then again, like we see Twilight's parents of this episode who are clearly a gen, you know, a generation older than her, and they look like pretty normal. Yeah, they look like ponies we'd see yeah. around now at like Twilight's age. Yeah. I don't know. So who knows? Maybe the cakes are older than we think. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Celestia raises the sun. It is like kind of weird. Like it. I know it feels like showing off. I don't know. It's like, okay, everyone, we're going to have a big celebration. We're all watch me raise the sun and we all talk about how great I am. I mean, she is the God King. Queen. Yeah. Princess. I mean, I get it. If I were the God King, I would have holidays about myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Summer Sun celebration was like the first episode of this show was another one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Um, and then we see Twilight reading a bunch of books. She's like getting good at magic, I guess. She's a nerd. Yeah, she, she struggles to really cast a spell, and it's got, like, a weird, like, the the sound effect that shows always used for, like, the stretching of a balloon or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's, like, trying to do magic, and then she finally, like, flips a page of a book, and then, like, we can see her later just flipping a book page perfectly fine without any effort at all. So, like, oh, that's a cute way to hide a little montage. Yeah. Yeah, we see the piles of books moving around. Cute. And uh, yeah. we see Twilight's parents who don't get names at this point. I assume they get canon names later, but I remember people calling her mom Twilight Velvet, and I forget her dad's fan name. Uh, see, I looked at those two ponies, and my head just instantly was filled with the idea of like, ah, I understand why Twilight has turf bangs. <laughs> these, are, these are the kind of parents that would give their child turf it's bangs. genetic. <laughs> yeah, Cause, cause... I mean, more like... What? Encourage the haircut. Because, yeah. like, it's very similar to her mom's. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Her mom has almost the same haircut. But, like, curls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her mom just gave gave Twilight the same turf bangs her mom has. Yeah. And Twilight's just never changed the cut. Yeah, and that is, like, the one... Like, that's the best argument I've heard for Twilight not having turf bangs. Like, this is the haircut her mom gave her when she was a kid, and she has not bothered to change it. Yeah. Which seems very Twilight also, to me. Also, like, the fact that the, even the weird young bullies were, uh, gendering Fluttershy correctly when she was such, like, obvious pastel goth yeah. trans, like, just blatantly, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe turfs just aren't a thing, and that, therefore, turf bangs <laughs> don't have context. Uh, I'm sure one uh, day- Maybe we are in the better world yeah. here. Maybe we don't want to go back to the real world. <sighs> Human world. What? <sighs> hmm. I'm sure one of these days we will find a pony who we will call a turf, but uh we will see. Yeah. But uh Twilight's parents show up and they enrolled her in Twilight Princess Celestia's school for gifted unicorns, but she has to pass an entrance exam. Wow, you think this would be a thing Twilight's very good at, but listener, it's not. Yeah, she's very nervous and because we don't really like get a sense of like how good she is at magic right now. I mean, we kind of do, though, because, like, she went to the Summer Sun Celebration as, like, a really little yeah. filly, uh, and, and that was enough to get her, like, to even start looking into magic, and then we see her, like, basically self-training how to do magic mm -hmm. for quite a mm -hmm. while, so, I don't know, maybe maybe more unicorns are like me and just doing a lot of self-taught magic. Yeah, well, makes sense. Because this is like, you know, the fancy unicorn school that presumably not every pony goes for, especially not if you have to take an entrance exam. 
But you don't have to take this entrance exam. Holy shit. Yeah, so this pony wheels in an egg. It, it's a dragon egg, as we can see from the, the sticker or what on the card. Yeah, it's got, got like a little, like, the cracked open egg and a dragon in the middle with, like, two arrows mm -hmm. indicating that the parts of the egg should be open. It's, um... Very on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Ponies love their their iconography, I suppose. Yeah, but um, that means that Spike wasn't a gift. Spike was Twilight's entrance exam. Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, I mean, it also kind of applies that like every pony who goes to Princess Celestia's stool for whatever gets a dragon. Yeah, or they just get, like, randomly assigned different entrance exams, which means you might get an entrance exam that is just, like, a form of magic you never studied on your own self-taught time. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. I have my issues with how they teach magic at Equestria that I will be more mad about later, but it's weird. Oh, perfect. Ah. Uh, Can't wait. And then... Can't wait to grumble about wizards while I'm being a sorcerer <laughs> over here. And then... Uh... Twilight, like, she can't, like, get her horn to line up. She's got test anxiety or whatever. And that, But we do get mm -hmm. her, like, you know, climbing on the cart, like, waggling her hooves at it. We get her, like, standing on her hind hooves and, like, trying to do magic to it with her with her hind hooves. Yeah, do, doing the whole, like, raise your hands over your head, then, like, push them towards the thing to make, it, make a big gesture like you're doing magic. She does that a few yeah. times. Well, four hooves, not hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. that's... That particular one, like, stuck in my head. That You saw that, like, particular picture of Twilight around a lot back in the day. Oh, yeah, I imagine that's a that's a gif that got yeah. used quite often. Same with, uh, I forgot to mention, but, like, at the start of the episode where, like, Scootaloo's, like, excited about going to see Rainbow Dash, he has this, like, brief surprised face, or the A face, that, you saw that face of her a lot. Hmm. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, it, it, it is, it is sparking some of those, those brain cells. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. But, regardless, we, uh... But, and Twilight's like, she gives up. She sits on the ground. She's like, I'm sorry I wasted your time. But then she sees a really good rainbow outside that makes her horn glow good. I mean, it's more that the explosion goes off behind her and, like, startles her. But yeah. yeah. Which? But she's startled into doing the magic perfectly. Kind of. Yeah, so... I mean, is that how it works, dear? Like, if I sneak up behind you and blow up a paper bag, will it make your magic go off? I mean... Yeah, yeah, Pemka does that to me sometimes. Oh, well, fair enough. That's what uh, those little spurts are, okay. I mean, not always, but... Yeah. I, I, anyway. You, you have very cute spurts, dear. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you do when I kiss <laughs> your horn sometimes, but... <sighs> Look, magic is weird and can be different things, okay? Yeah. It's... Uh, so, anyway. Sometimes the magic is just when a unicorn's in a good situation. I get it. Yeah. Real magic is friendship. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, friendship with benefits. There it is. Friendship with beans. Real magic is negotiating kink scenes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah she, she does hatch the egg, and we get to see a very cute baby spike, and everyone's like, oh, that's very good. Yeah. Uh, and then... Her eyes start glowing white like she's the fucking Avatar or some shit. Yeah, and she goes fucking, like, Super Saiyan. And, like, she starts, yeah. like, levitating the examiners, and she turns her parents into, like, a fern and a cactus. 
and she makes... Yeah, she just turns her parents into some fucking potted plants. Yeah, and she makes Spike all fucking huge and his head, like, burst through the roof of the exam building. Yeah, which is what Celestia notices. We got a shot of Spike outside the building and, like, the camera zooming back to have Celestia looking up at it. Yeah, and... We... Yeah, and, you know, it's just, like, Spike's, like, fucking thick-ass neck. Yeah, he's... He's a... He's a... Apparently, when he grows up to full dragon size, he is just going to be 90% thick neck. <laughs> uh, I have good news and bad news for you, dear. Like, we see future Spike at the very end of the series, and... Okay. It's not... But we also know dragons that are, like, hundreds of years old are, like, your classic big, long-necked, like, quadrupedal yeah. dragon. I pro- Maybe that's just an intermediary stage. Uh, I do hope we... I do hope that at some point Spike will get to be this like giant neck boy. But I'm also telling you that when we see future Spike, you fucking sucks to look at, my guy. You are not ready. <laughs> oh no, I can't wait. I know it's gonna be years down the line, but I cannot wait for a shitty future Spike. Oh, he sucks to look at so much. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, one last Final Fantasy fourteen joke. No one like. You know, Alphano mentions that one day he will grow up and, like, look like Orion J, and nobody likes that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, okay. uh, I wonder when they're gonna make him grow <laughs> up. Ah, uh, okay. I can't wait for him to just instantly be twice as tall when he just gets an adult model instead of a kid yeah. model. It'll be great. Well, you know, yeah, we've got a few years. He'll That'll probably have happened by the time we're mm-hmm. back. Oh man, we'll have so much content to catch up yeah. on. Damn. It will be on Final Fantasy 50. No way, that happened already. There was a bunch of cars. Uh, man, I really hope Final Fantasy 16 has like a good character and like some fun party dynamics and like, I don't know. Maybe we could get like a, a female Final Fantasy character that isn't Final Fantasy 13's lightning that was just kind of shoved out there to die because the game was garbage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. They're really just going to point to 13 every time people are like, could we get a female protagonist for a Final Fantasy? Because they're going to point to 13 and be like, yeah, see, we tried it and it was bad. And I'll be like, yeah, but you tried Final Fantasy 10 and that was good. Didn't make Yuna the main character, even though she clearly was. Anyway, sorry. <sighs> I'm going to start off ranting. Uh, get their asses. Okay, we cut to the... I'm going to get them. Ah. Uh... If you work at Square Enix and you're listening, I suggest you take my good, very good cohorts' ideas into account. And also email us at fantasy at isekai.horse. Tell Yoshi P to put the fucking um, uh, uh, timer on the on the Black Mage thing to actually be accurate to the bar ticking next to it. Because it has two timers and one of them's a number and one of them's a bar and it's the only class in the entire game that does that. And it's so fucking bad for my ADHD brain to look at. Because I'll be like... Oh, yeah. Look at that bar. It's like two thirds of the way full. I got plenty of time. I don't notice the two seconds left next to it. And oh, there goes my entire stack. And I got to restart the entire cycle all over again. Black Mage fucking sucks. Anyway, I don't like Black Mage. (laughs) Yoshi P, if you're listening, and I know you are because I know you listen to this podcast. uh, If you want want to negotiate a crossover event, uh, you know what our email is. Yeah. Yeah. You hook us up. We'll we'll get you in on the show. I mean, you know. I I bought your damn Butterfingers. The least you could do is have us in your video game. <laughs> I, I, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Is that the episode title right there? Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, I bought your damn Butterfingers. Uh, <laughs>
Uh, what an agriculture! Oh, I love it so much. Uh, oh fuck! <laughs> oh shit! Uh, okay. Oh, we need to we need to get back on yeah, track. Oh, uh, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm a real butter hooves today, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, I guess the butter hooves be butter shy, but regardless, um, we cut back inside and like Twilight is just like in pain and like in the Avatar state in the like magic bubble where she's levitating herself and. I think she's having a bad time. She cannot control what's happening. Yeah. And then Celestia shows up and like taps her on the shoulder. And then she's like, everything's going to be fine. And then everything's fine. Yeah. The examiners stop getting floated. Spike returned to baby. And parents return to horse. They do not seem uh, very comfortable about the situation. I'm sure both of them need therapy. Yeah. But... Like Twilight's dad is like just staring at his hooves. Like what? Ah, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's does not look happy about the experience. Maybe he wanted to be a plant. Maybe maybe like Fluttershy, he'd like to be a yeah, tree. Yeah. Hoof, sh- oh, hoof shake meme, Twilight's dad, Fluttershy, plant kitties. Ah, uh, perfect. Uh, and uh, yeah, Twilight apologizes. Baby Spice just like suck out his tail spade. And so she's like, you have a very special gift. You're a very good unicorn with a lot of, you know, unearned magical power. But you'll have to learn how to tame these abilities through focus study. I'd like you to be my personal son. <laughs> I'd like you to be my own personal little guy. <laughs> I know it's not your birthday, but... Uh, my little birthday horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and then... Yeah, Twilight like, looks to her parents and is like, Yes, yes, say yes! Obviously. Do not be in our lives anymore. Also, yes, think about it. You'll be the princess's personal student. Like, think of the power. Yeah, I mean, she does get power out of this. Both social and magical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, she's like, yes, and then, yes. Uh, she gets super excited because the princess pointed at her butt. Yeah. Does she now have, now she now have cutie mark from turning her parents into a plant? Yeah. And uh, this this picture of like, Twilight, like, smiling at her own flank, like, baby Twilight being having her own cutie mark. Another picture you saw about a lot in the fandom back in the day. This episode's found a lot of them, Yeah, huh? like, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. A lot of, like, memorable shots. Come to think of it, the other episodes by this writer also did spawn a lot of good, good reused yeah, images. Yeah, these are good episodes. Huh. Yeah. <sighs> and again, it gives you a hint as to why this took off in the first place. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and uh, and we get like you know baby Twi like bouncing around the princess and going yes 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 and then we cut back to the present where adult Twilight is also bouncing in a circle going yes 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 yeah she she was getting very into the storytelling yeah and then the cutie markers they just like leave yeah they just they just slink away and eventually someone has to walk up and be, ask Twilight if she's okay because she's been just bouncing around saying yes over and over again. And it is a pretty good bit that she like she stops for a minute and then just says, "Yes, <laughs> it's good." Like, okay, fine. All right, we get it. Ah, uh, it's good. You nerd. Ah, uh, uh, and the the bouncy Twilight yes thing went around a lot too. Like and, you know, common for excited ponies, common for the several ponies I know who identified themselves with Twilight Sparkle to like express joy just by going yes, 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 yes. Ah, uh, see, I realize I do that, but that's much more along the lines of like. Slamming hooves on a table saying yes every time you slam hooves mm-hmm. rather than like this. Yeah. It's same yeah. idea, different energy. Yeah. 
It, it, it's good to say yes. It is. Uh, and then, you know. <sighs> it's hip to say yes. <laughs> there it is. <sighs> Thank but you. But it's also important to say no. If it's something you don't want to mm-hmm. do, it's good to set bound Consent. Yeah. Huey Lewis in the news voice, it's hip to set boundaries. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and then they're back in the scooter. Scootaloo's like, oh, why don't we ever run into Rainbow Dash? And then, okay, so there's a white chart showing them in the scooter. We pull into Scootaloo complaining. We pull back out to see Pinkie Pie is now just in the scooter. Yeah, she even brought her own helmet. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're looking for Rainbow Dash? If I were, I would be a sugar cube corner. But well, if I were anyone, I'd be a sugar cube corner. Want to go to sugar cube corner? She very much wants to get these kids hooked on sugar or put back in the rainbow machine. <laughs> by that, I mean the taffy puller. Uh, I love it when there's kids in the taffy puller. Their fear, their right? fear makes it delicious. <laughs> uh, you can really taste their anguish. You know, we're making saltwater taffy, and like, you can get that from tears. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, then Pinkie Pie's like, cutie mark, you say? Well, come on, I'll tell you how I got mine. Uh, and we've cut, we flash back to Pinkie Pie's rock farm. Yeah, her, like, Amish vibe family? Yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm getting the wrong vibes, but, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, they're, like, weirdly horse Amish. Yeah, like, we had the complaint about Manhattan feeling a little stereotypical. This is very stereotypical on the other angle. Maybe this is what Manhattan thinks goes on on an apple farm. Like, the folks in Manhattan think yeah. go on in an apple farm. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a little much in the other direction now. Yeah. Like, I will say that, like, I know later on we meet one of Pinky's sisters, Maud, kind of the uh, the purplish one of her sisters, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she is very much like this. Like, okay. she is very much right. Pinkie Pie's opposite. Like, she's very much like, I like rocks. Ah, uh, excellent. So, we we get the sense that Pinkie isn't exaggerating that much. She is probably exaggerating. Like, this, yeah. she is Pinkie Pie. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, Pinkie Pie works on a rock farm outside Ponyville. And I yeah. guess that just implies, like, you, you push rocks around. Yeah. Like, later in this flashback, her dad mentions needing to harvest the rocks from the south field. Yeah. And I don't have, I have no idea what that means. Yeah, like, I guess that means you have to, like, pick up the rocks, but the rocks don't, like, replenish? Yeah. Because, like, it's, it's, it's not a mine, right? Like, that would make sense. No, like, it's a tilled field. Like, it's a farm, but there are just, like, rocks on it that they push around until they're ready to be harvested, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, they have, like, a grain silo. But the silo is empty, or at least empty enough for, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, so... Yeah. No, that silo would be empty, or a death yeah. trap. Like... <sighs> yeah, you think it would be full of rocks, but, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so, mind you, past Pinky, Flashback Pinky has straight hair. Yeah. And then, you know, she's like sad at her, her rock farm. She doesn't look very happy. But then a rainbow happens, and it makes the sky all colorful, because everything's all, like, very washed out and gray before, except for Pinkie Pie, who's still pink, but, like, somewhat less pink, because it's dark here. Yeah, the, the, the 
image of the rainbow fills her eyes and she's gone to one pride parade and she'll never go back to being conservative yeah, again. Yeah, her hair all poofy and also the picture of Pinkie Pie with like the big old smile and the rainbows in her eyes again. Picture that, yeah. picture that went around a lot. Mm-hmm. That, again, another one that I was like, I've seen this one mm-hmm. around before. And then, you know, the rainbow happened and she's like, but why did everyone else to smile too? But rainbows don't happen that often. Ah. <sighs> How am I going to make some smiles? And then it's the next morning. And oh, we also get Pinky's name as uh, they do call her Pinkamina Diane Pie. We get her full name here. All right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, interesting to know that her middle name is Diane and that she has a middle name when like there's ponies like Fluttershy around or Rarity who like have just one name. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's, you know, I guess different Different pony families have different naming conventions, because, like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Cake, well, one of them took the other's last name, and, because we get ponies who get, we get ponies who marry and take each other's last names, mm-hmm. and, like, I think all of Pinky's family, they have the last name Pie, but Applejack's family clearly, like, they're the Apple family, but, like, not everyone has the word Apple in their name, Big, neither Big Macintosh nor Granny Smith do. Yeah, they have types of apples in yeah. their name. Yeah, it's it, it's it's just a it's just a free for all. I yeah, guess. Yeah, so it's yeah, you can name a horse whatever you want. There are no rules. There are no rules to naming a horse unless that name has already been used in the last forty years. 50? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, then you just got to put a number on the end of it, and then yeah, it's fine. You can't have your horse names colliding. Yeah, racehorses are weird. And then the sun comes up. And uh, we get Pinky's mom saying, like, Pink Amina Diane Pie, is that you? Is that Silo? Pinky's like, oh, I need you and Dad and the sisters to come quick. And yeah, there's muffled music coming from inside yeah, like it. A balloon which... comes out. Yeah. The thing is, I think that muffled music is the song Pinky plays to, like, get the Paris sprites out of Ponyville. Huh. I think it's the same song. I know it's a song she's played before, and that's the only one I can think huh. of. I mean, it would be that or, like, Giggle at the Ghosties or... Um, I think she's done the, you know, all you have to do is take a cup of flour, add it to the mix. Yeah, but that wasn't the, neither of those yeah. songs were this tune. Yeah. So I think it is the same song. Mm-hmm. Cause it, like, it's just instruments. It's not singing. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't remember. I trust your judgment, too. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a listener who, yeah. who you know, can rewind time and go back and check. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, long story short, Pinkie Pie threw a party and... You know, her family is, like, having trouble figuring out how to smile until they finally do. Yeah, this had some real big, uh, so you came out as queer to your extremely conservative folks energy. And, like, watching their faces move as they try and understand having emotions for others rather than themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, having emotions at all for these ones. It's a weird vibe on this rock farm. Yeah, like, they all seem like they're always very depressed and sad or whatever. But, Yeah. yeah. The concept of happiness seems weird to them, which makes me feel like maybe rock farming is not what these ponies should be doing. Yeah. Like, I get the rock farm is kind of a joke and we're not supposed to read too much into it, but what should they do? Yeah, like, this seems like a pointless job that just causes them all to be extremely depressed. Like, what a shitty life to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Either way, they eventually just start smiling and dancing and doing it wordlessly it's actually like it would not take much effort to make this a horror story instead actually yeah. 
Uh, it's a... Mm. And, and, well, this is, well, the seed of... We'll get the... The seed will blossom very hard later this season, but, like, the whole straight-haired Pinkie Pie, how her life could have very much gone differently. Uh, that is a yeah. theme that is very well explored in bad fan works. Ah, cupcakes. Yeah, and don't worry, listeners, yeah. we'll talk more about cupcakes soon, but don't worry, I have opinions on it. It's that it's bad. Oh, good. Um, but oh, yeah, okay, all long right. Long story short, Pinkie Pie's family, like, loves it, they all smile, they love the party, and her cutie mark shows up. And we cut back to the present with Pinky saying, and that's how Equestria was made. Yeah, and Scootaloo just says, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, the only one who is actually paying attention properly at this point. Because, like, Sweet Belle's response to that is, oh, don't worry, she's just being Pinkie Pie. And. Which, all right, yeah. yeah. And also this the phrase, and that's how Equestria was made, meme in the fandom. Like, after you would tell, like, any sort of long story or whatever, you would end it with, and that's how Equestria was made. Ah, it's like me saying, I'm sorry for rambling. Understood. Yeah, so really, you have to change the sentence, you say. Alright, I'll try. Uh -huh. It doesn't It doesn't involve the phrase, I'm sorry, so I don't know if my Canadian side can really, you uh -huh. know, do that. <sighs> but I will try. I'll have to pet you more, dear. Would that help? I mean, it's very good. Mm. I'm good. I don't know if it would, but I, that's not a reason to say no. no. I'll just have to appreciate this good, soft, pettable horse regardless. Alright, I, th I think we're almost done, right? Uh, pretty much. One more story, and then... So yeah. they, they show up at your, your corner, and Brain all the ponies are there. The main six is there, and Rainbow Dash is there like, mm -hmm. So, I hear you want to learn how my cutie mark happened. Yeah, she has this extremely smug face about it, yeah. too. I mean, wouldn't you, if you were talking to the people who had, like been all over town asking about you? Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. She cannot wait to tell the story to her, her like, adopted daughter sister. Yeah. I don't know. Again, the relationship between these two is confusing. Yeah. But, like, ah, uh, she can't wait to tell the story about how she made the rest of the main six lesbians. Like, yeah. yeah, it is very funny to me that, like, I think we do meet Scootaloo's, well, guardians at some point. Her, like, lesbian aunts at some point, but... For a while, oh, all we good. had was, like, word of God from someone who worked on the show, like, I promise you Scootaloo's parents are alive. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I much prefer the idea of Scootaloo's, like, adopted parents, or, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe like, one's a trans person lesbian yeah. relationship. I don't know. Like, that is just, like, Rainbow Dash's side polycule outside the main six. That's very good for me, actually. But yeah, Rainbow Dash's story just goes straight into the race that we'd gotten originally from... Fluttershy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fl Raven Ash says, like, I'm gonna defend Fluttershy's honor. And then... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The race happens, she starts going fast. They knock Fluttershy off the cloud, and apparently Rainbow Dash didn't notice. And she was busy yeah. racing. But also, like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe this is why, in the Sonic Rainboom episode, she's, like, so very on, on alert yeah. for when Rarity fell. Because, like... You know, she's had that situation Yeah, she doesn't before. want it to happen twice. It's good for her. Yeah. Look at her caring about her mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's a race. Race happens, whatever. Uh, one of the ponies, I think this one's Boopus, uh, yeah, runs into Rainbow Dash, mm -hmm. whatever. And, uh, yeah, she's excited about it. She's enjoying herself. And then in order to pass this pony, she goes down very fast 
Right, right before she hits the ground, she angles up and she does a sonic rain boom. Yeah, because there was a, the final loop of the race, because they were doing yeah. like a relay race through loops. The final loop was like way down low and like the other pony was like having to do a, like a longer curve to try and like get a clean shot yeah. through it. And she's just like fucking flies almost vertically straight down into this loop and then just out of yeah. it again. Yeah, she nice little V shape. And then as soon as she changes direction, the sonic rain boom happens. It's like big rainbow spreads out. Her mane like just turns yeah. into one big rainbow behind her. Yeah, mane and tail become one rainbow as she mm -hmm. flies. Which, this is weird that, like, she talks about, like, oh, the sonic rain boom. Everyone said it was just an old mare's tail, implying that, like, it's an idea that's, like, been around, but, you know, ponies don't think it's possible. It's like a schoolyard rumor. Like, you know, like going yeah. over the top of the swing set or whatever. But I... I imagine there's got to have been a previous pony that had, like, Rainbow in their name and did this, and that's why it has has that name. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It seemed like if you were some other pony and you went this fast, you wouldn't get the Rainbow effect, because it, you know, it only works if you have the Rainbow main, I guess? Like, it, it seemed like if you were, like, I don't yeah. know, you know, one of these, like, bully ponies with, like, the brown or the, the beige hair, you would get a Sonic Rain brown, or a Sonic Rain beige instead. Yeah. Because, like, we know Rainbow Dash can fly and cause a rainbow behind her while yeah. she's flying. Like, she can have a flying trail, like a rainbow trail. And that, not a lot of, like, I don't think we've seen other ponies yeah. do that. Like, we've seen other ponies have different trails, but not specifically yeah. rainbow. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on that it is some Pegasi can have the rainbow trail like she has, like just other ones have had it before. And one of those previous ponies also hit, like, the fucking, you know, Sonic Rainbow effect. Yeah. It's just so rare that, like, it's just become a story yeah. now. Yeah, not many ponies have the rainbow mane, after all. Because you have to, you have exactly. to dye your mane before you can even attempt it. Yeah. I imagine it's, it's, it's a very, like, weird genetics thing, rather than anything else. Magic is weird in, in this world. We've talked yeah. about that already. Yeah. <sighs> and then... Yeah, Rainbow Dash flies around, the big rainbow goes wherever she, a big rainbow follows her wherever she goes, and she flies so fast, she gets her cutie mark, and wins yeah. the race, and I guess defends Fluttershy's honor. He says mm -hmm. that. Who, at the time, was busy singing a song about how much she liked yeah. animals instead. Which, you know what? Good on yeah, her. Yeah, Fluttershy says something like, oh, and after that, I never wanted to leave, which kind of implies she... Maybe didn't go back to Cloudsdale afterwards, or at least spent more yeah, time on the ground that... afterwards. Yeah, I kind of got the vibe that like that's why she's in Ponyville is like the chief is like Cloudsdale sucks, so I don't go back. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, I do appreciate that all of these stories are like extremely good, like versions of coming out as queer analogies, like. They all work. It's really interesting to me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I think the only one that doesn't is Rainbow Dashes, which is maybe the funny bit mm -hmm. of it all. Because, like, uh, as we go forward, we have the, the, uh, the rest of the main six all realizing that, like, Rainbow Dash's sonic rain boom was either the rainbow they saw or the explosion they heard, or yeah. both, uh, that... Gave them their cutie yeah, marks. Rainbow Dash flew so fast he gave all her friends puberty. Yeah. 
Rainbow Dash is the anchor of this polycule. Mm. I don't know if we were expecting that when we started this show, but here we are. <laughs> she is the reason this polycule exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also, like, the shot of, like, all of them, like, crowding around Rainbow Dash, like, oh, we've all had this special connection before we even met. We've been best friends forever. We didn't even know it. And this, like, shot of Rainbow Dash, like, nervously on the ground, like, smiling, this particular image just burned into my brain for some reason. Yeah. I I do also appreciate that we get the, like, next generation polycule. <laughs> like, uh, uh, doing the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Also, I, I see you've you've shown me an image on, on your phone. I'm still confused how you get these, but, like, Fluttershy has a very, uh, smug, threatening expression. Yeah. It's worrying. Yeah, like... But I think the reason I saw this picture so much back in the day is that it implies something untoward is about to happen to Rainbow Dash. And I mean, Rainbow Dash is a little like, oh, ew, I can't believe we're having a sappy moment about yeah. it. Which is great, because, like, Scootaloo is also like, oh, this is getting way too, like, girly or whatever yeah. she says. And then just both the other uh, cutie mark crusaders hug her, and it's a real cute, like, just reflection of the two Yeah, groups. like, everyone hugs Rainbow Dash, and Rainbow's enjoying it, and then... Yeah, like, Squeedie Bell and Apple Bloom go, like, ah, in unison, and Squeedle goes, ew. But then, yeah, they're- Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I want to go zip on it again, let's go, and then they pull her into a hug instead, and they're just like, oh, how about a song? Yeah, and Squeedle's like, nah, nah, I've had enough songs, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'd say that's the end of the episode, but it's not. We have to have possibly the most baffling part of the episode right yeah, afterwards. Twilight's Lair to Celestia, and it's- yeah. Oh, I learned something amazing. Every pony everywhere has a special magical connection with her friends. Maybe even before she's met them. Maybe you're, you and your true friends, if you haven't found them yet, uh, are looking up at the same rainbow, which I guess it makes sense as like a moral to the children watching, but it's a weird thing to say to the Princess Celestia. Like, Princess, if you haven't found your true friends yet, I, I get that she's speaking in I general, mean, right? Like, it's the, it's the, yeah. it's the you that has to break eggs to make an omelet. I get it. Yeah, it's it's the royal you, but not the royal in the way that that you know, uh, Celestia is royal. But yeah, the the hypothetical you, the, the, the you that could mean anyone at all. Yeah, uh, it's such a weird jank ass. Yeah, because it's and then Spike even calls her out on it. She's like, "Father, where did you get this like cheesy and sappy?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, my dude, I'm asking that too. What the fuck? Yeah, and. Yes, Twilight's like, just write it, Spike, and that's the end of the episode, but it's, like, that's a weird moral, like, it implies that, like, you're predestined to meet your true friends? Yeah, this is one of those, like, you'll know who you'll fall in love with as soon as you meet yeah, them kind of bullshit. Yeah, do you believe in love at first and, sight? Ooh. Yeah, do you believe love can bloom even on a rainboom? I, I think but, we like, proved that it can. I mean, yes. Uh, yes, but, like, Okay, we got this this very cute polycule of six horses together, but that's not the only way love happens. Like, it it is... As someone who has found all my true friends, as people who live far enough away from me that, like, we never could possibly share the same skyline, mm-hmm. this is a moral that strikes very hollow yeah, to me. Yeah, and it's like, the idea that your true friends... 
I, I get that, like, the special magical thing is supposed to be uplifting, but it's, it seems weird. Like, it seems like a weird element of predestination or, like, you know, you're, you're going through life trying to find your true friends who already exist and that's, like, preordained. But no, you you make friends by making friends with people. Like, yeah, it seems like a weird... I don't know. It seems like kind of counter to what the show is going for, which is like, I don't know. You should make friends with people. You should try and like give everyone you meet the benefit of the doubt and try to make friends with all of them, or at least like give everyone a shot. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Which like, it kind of makes sense as like, this is Twilight being weird and sappy about the thing that just happened to her. But even then, like, I don't know, like, if that happened to me, like if me and everyone I dated found out we all saw the same rainbow when we were young, that would be more like a weird coincidence than like proof of a special magical connection, right? Yeah, that would be just like, damn, that's fucked up. That's real cool. Oh, that's a great thing that we had. Not like, oh, this proves that we were supposed to be friends all along. Yeah, it's it's weird to jump to that conclusion. Yeah. <sighs> Weird moral. But, like, all yeah. over a good episode. Mm-hmm. I, but, yeah, I, th I, I think that's yeah, horse. We, have, we do have some letters to read, though. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited yeah. for letters. Bubble Wrap and that cute male horse came by a couple times. Uh, most of these were from before the episode went out where we uh, asked for letters. So, you know. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, oh, no, did we... Did we beg too hard for letters and people no, sent no, them I'm, in? I'm but. proud of you all for, uh, we got letters before that episode went out, but I decided to leave the part in where we asked anyways, because there were some good jokes in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you all passed our test. Congratulations. But, you know. Yeah, you all win us answering your letters. Yeah. And of course, please feel free to write in when and if you have something to write in. Don't feel pressured to, but it's always yeah. lovely hearing from our darling horse fans. Mm. It's it's always nice to hear from other fellow horses trapped here, or uh, I don't I don't know humans that somehow write us letters. I'm still confused about how all that works, but whatever. The, the letters get here. Yeah, it all seems to work. Uh, yeah. And well, our first letter here is from I suppose it's from Lydia, according to the. Uh, from address, there's not a name on this that I can see, but uh, it just says, uh, please enjoy, low over pony joke, and this was very funny in my head. And it is just this image. Okay, alright. Um. Uh, I'll, for you listeners at home, I'll, I'll post this somewhere, it might go up on the Twitter or something, but it is, uh, it's a book called <laughs> A Programmer Passport Pony, for like, a, you know, the pony programming language or something. I guess? Oh yeah. I... yeah, yeah. It's a it's a book about the pony programming language, but the the hand on the front of it is holding uh, the picture of us from Isekai Dot Horse. Oh, very good. Oh yeah, I I wish when I had gone to college for game design, uh, programming hadn't been the reason I'd stopped going because I'm bad at programming. But I always love fucking programmer jokes like <sighs> this. I don't know what it is with the cover of, of programming textbooks, but they are always ripe for for good mm -hmm. edits. Mm -hmm. I appreciate this yeah, greatly. It's Yeah, when I when I first saw this, I thought like, oh, it's gonna be like one of those O'Reilly books with the animals on the cover, but no, this is a hand holding a compass, but it's holding us instead. And you know what? We uh, are better than a compass. 
I'm going to say that right yeah. now. If you're a compass, we're better. Yeah, we may not be able to reliably point north, but damn, we can direct you to some very good takes. Correct. Ours. <laughs> uh, that's all the horse you need in your hand. Yeah. Uh, hold horse gently, like compass. Ah. What do I have to rub against your horn oh, to get it to po- point north, dear? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, rub my tongue against it a bunch. That doesn't seem to help. I mean, like I've I've looked at some spell books. I'm like I there was a spell for that. I just didn't bother learning because I didn't think we needed yeah. it. And there's only so many times you need to find horse horse north, anyways. So ah, uh, do you think it just points towards Celestia? That that would be annoying, at least. Yeah, can't imagine what that would do with magnetic fields <laughs> Locate either. Locate God King. Ah. <laughs> uh. That would Fuck. be handy if you were, like, trying to hide from her, right? Yeah, just always always walk backwards from whatever direction your horn yeah. is pointing. Yeah, that would work. Alright. Fucked up, but it mm-hmm. would work. Mm-hmm. And uh, this next one comes from longtime writer Noel, who writes, mm. Dear Graceful Spark and Spilled Beans, what are, your, what are some of your favorite aspects of clothing slash fashion that are unique to Equestria? Are there couture concepts you'd want to import into the human world? With friendship, Noel. Oh. I mean, we aren't exactly the most clothing forward ponies. I quite enjoy the saddlebags. Mm-hmm, They're nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the saddlebags that I wish there were more clothing that popped in and out of existence depending on whether or not it was convenient for you to have it. Yeah, but even when you like need the saddlebags around, they're way more like actually comfortable than like all the backpacks I had mm-hmm, while I was mm-hmm. going to school. Uh I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a lot of the clothes that I wear here when whenever we need to are just like as close to the clothes I wear when I was back as a human anyway. So like, I don't know. The big flowy dresses would be nice. Yeah. I think. And well, the Grand Galloping Gala is coming up soon, so you're going to need outfits. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to talk to Rarity hmm. about that. That that'll definitely be a time where we can see some some haute couture mm-hmm. to uh to compare compare mm. by. And you know, I'm always a dress appreciator. I like a big flowy dress, and I at least appreciate the way they adapt that to horse. You know. I, you know, I love yeah. a good hoop skirt. I this is known. I owned one back in before we got Isekai. I don't know if it made its way through, if it got adapted. We'll have to see. But uh Yeah. And it's always fun seeing what they come up with to like adapt Adapt clothes that us humans would recognize into horse, like the big, like, floofy thing over the butt. <sighs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, integrating, like, actual human world horse clothing stuff, like, like, bridles and stuff into, into the outfits mm-hmm. as well. I don't know if I'd quite want that back imported, but, I mean, hey, if it's your kind of bondage yeah. gear, cool. yeah. I do think we need more high fashion bondage gear. I think that would be fun. Yes, a hundred percent. It may not be quite my taste, but I am a hundred percent happy for people who are into it. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't think either of us are quite big on fashionista stuff. Like as much so. as I enjoy dressing up, and as much as I love the big fancy dresses and such, I'm trying to think of like equestrian specific clothing innovations we've seen. Other than I guess just fucking cover it with gems, but. I think we were both pretty critical of that one. Well, 
Yeah, that I mean, one's we bad. Have, they have bedazzled clothing where we came from, but usually it was like, you know, applied in like a way such as to create a design. Like usually if you bedazzle something, yeah. you like write a word or you like go along the seams or embroider it or something. Yeah, like the the Elvis jumpsuit thing she made yeah. a few episodes, like Rarity made a few episodes ago. Like that one was, that was like, I can appreciate that that thing is actually stylish, even if it's not a style I yeah. like or find interesting. Like, I can at least look at it and be like, yeah, all right, I get I get that that's mm-hmm. fashion. Not my taste, but it mm-hmm. is. Like, the thing is, I'm, I'm very much the kind of person who's like, give me a, a big, like, Kiefka and, uh, like, a cold shoulder shirt and some, like, galaxy print leggings and short shorts, and bam, you have, like, my forever outfit. So I, I, I don't... I don't have good fashion sense unless you want to be a trash witch, which was kind of my vibe, but that doesn't quite translate to pony. Yeah, like, if I, like, if, like, effort and money and time and such were no object, I would like to think I would dress to the nines most days. I think it would be fun to, you know, get all super villained up, all modem was zelled up or whatever, and, like, just go to the coffee shop and work on something. Yeah. Or at least, you know, go out and cosplay and... Or what have you. Like, I think that would be fun to do. And the only reason I didn't do it more in Human World was energy, time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, one of the things I I used to have was was very much, like, I haven't done it lately just because, I mean, we're here. But also before that, like, uh, the whole pandemic thing was hitting. Anyway, like, before those times, uh, uh, a, a look that I was chasing was, like, being a hedge witch, and by that I mean, you know, a short, well-kept bush, in you know, uh, like a, a dumpster mm-hmm. druid, a median magician, and by that I mean, you know, the middle yeah. of a road. Like, hi, I like my weird city witch aesthetic, and a lot of that involves uh, shit you can find at thrift stores and, like, goth clothing stores, but not, like, hot topic goth, like, 40-year-old goth clothing mm. stores just just mix those two together and you've got my trash witch aesthetic mm. which i don't know maybe i need to figure out how to bring that back here uh i know rarity would fucking hate it though so uh, i miss cosplaying i want to do that again which uh, weird though now that i'm a horse but like it's not an unattainable goal yeah i mean we've seen um twilight doing some cosplay yeah. already so and we'll we'll get nightmare night next season like we'll see horse horse louie oh, yeah yeah that'll yeah. be good and i'll try and put an outfit together for that that's a little bit more like my my human self's ideal clothing ah uh, we really are an odd couple dude at least in terms of like the clothing yeah. we enjoy it's fun i mean yeah but that's that's part yeah. of the fun of it right like Got the the high class femme big flowing dress and what's that behind it? Ah, it's a it's a walking thrift store dumpster. Uh, ah, perfect. <laughs> Look at this couple. Ah, uh, happy ending. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, if you both have the big frilly skirts, then you can't both. Then who's gonna like be under the skirt getting hot boxed by my dick smell? Huh. Right. I mean, I guess Look, you get sixty nine, but it's just efficiency. Yeah. <sighs> but that, but then whichever one's on the bottom of that arrangement is gonna is gonna have some uh, very unladylike situations. Oh no! Oh no! Use a big enough flowy skirt, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
unladylike situation. Good pony name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I imagine. Hoop skirt, but it always rides up. I imagine her, her special talent is like falling into situations where like her, her hooves are up and her uh, bits are on full display. And the other pony says, we've got to stop meeting like this. Oh, good. Uh, she constantly tumbles with other horses and always ends up with uh, the other horse's hoof on her, like, like chest region, even though, you know, tits yeah, aren't a yeah. thing. Uh, anime tropes are a weird piece of shit, uh, huh? Yeah, I mean, why do you think I ran out of the cafe this morning with a piece of bread in my mouth saying, oh shit, I'm late for the episode? See, this is why I try and wake you up early for episodes we need to be up early I for. I know, I know. Uh, then again, you don't have the alarm clock attached to your forehead, so I don't get Aww. to sleep in. One of these I should just... Uh, and the technician is always there to bonk you a little bit or smooch your horn to, you know, let us snooze for an extra five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll... I'll when I'm looking into the compass spell, I'll see if I can find a book on that, too, because that's... That sounds a little outside my usual wheelhouse of how spells work no, for me. You get comfy in the morning, like having a horse close to squeeze and, and nap. And have a horn vibrate yeah. with. Well, you always know just where to tuck it, dear. Yeah, but there, there's a difference between that and the we need to get up and go deal with episode stuff vibrate. And I, I know, I know. I'm just not a morning pony. That's that's fair. I don't... I, didn't used to be in human world. I seem to be a bit more of one here, but eh, maybe that's the coffee. I don't know how that's attached, but hmm. here we, we are. You are a very good coffee horse, and that does help. Yeah. <sighs> Do we have another letter, or...? Yes, we ha we have one more. Oh, excellent. Oh, excellent. This has been an extremely gay episode. Yeah, making up for lost time, I suppose. I feel like the yeah. last were lacking in gay, so I'm trying to keep the numbers up. Yeah, very right. good. So, uh, this one is labeled Apologies from the Friendship Express. Dear Graceful Spark and Spilled Beans, I apologize for the late arrival of your train the other week. As you may have noticed, our locomotive experienced a mechanical problem before arriving in Ponyville, and, lacking a spare, we had to resort to pony power to get the train to Appaloosa. Don't worry, this doesn't happen often, but when it does, the teams do get to regularly rotate out. Oh, that's good. Oh, excellent. Anyways. Hmm? Wait. How do they... Oh, no, how do they... Did... Are there ponies that are listening to our podcast? More of them? In... Sorry, yeah. please, please keep reading. I'm I'm having an existential crisis yeah, right now, but that's fine. This may raise some new and troubling questions. Uh, anyway, as a way of making up for the delays, please find and close two round-trip tickets good for travel to, to any destination in Equestria. Please feel free to stop by the station if you have any questions. I hope the rest of your trip to Appaloosa was enjoyable. The telegraph in the station was broken for a bit, so I haven't heard anything from that end of the line in a while. If you know anyone who might be able to take a look at it, please send them my way. I would greatly appreciate it. Safe travels, Nickel Plate, Ponyville Station Mayor. Oh. Damn. Alright. Yeah. I don't know if we met her yeah. yet. Well, have to say hi next time. I don't... I don't know if this is a form letter that they sent out to every pony who went to Appaloosa that time, or... I don't know, like, the the bit on the end about asking asking us to, to send anyone along doesn't seem form letter. Yeah, but it also means that, well, if they don't know what happened to Appaloosa and they didn't hear a podcast? 
Which I guess is good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, I know a way to test this. Uh, it was Nickel yep. Plate, right? Alright, Nickel Plate, if you show up in the in the cafe and you want you want a free coffee, just let us know that, that you want to, to trade in your uh, mail coupon. And uh, there we go. That's how we find out if she actually ah, listens to the podcast or there not. There we go. And if we get any, and if but we hey. get any pony else who tries to cash that in, we'll know that we're talking too loud while we podcast. Perfect. I, mean, I know. I know. I turned um, in my mail coupon a while ago when I started taking estrogen. I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> uh, but hey, uh, I mean, we were just talking about the fact that Grand Gallop Gal is yeah. a thing. We got two tickets that we can at least you know travel there. With without having to have too yeah. many troubles, I get hope. to go on a little ride to Canterlot. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I was having a moment of being worried about how the fuck we get to Canterlot, but now I've got two free tickets. There yeah. we go. Perfect. Yeah. Dang, that's horse. That's good horse. If I say so myself. That... This was an entire good yeah. horse. There's a lot yeah. of good horse here. Yeah, I know a thing or two about good horse because I'm squeezing one right now. Oh, I know a thing or two about Good Horse because I'm being squeezed by Damn one right, right now. Ah, uh, <sighs> where where can our listeners find oh, you? Oh yes, truly, we were hit by a horse truck and got easy ride into Equestria. I have been Ponyville's beloved Princess Graceful Spark. You can find my writing, programs, podcast, posts, and everything else that's fit to plug at Princess.Software. Dear, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm the one who runs the the horse isekai Twitter account. So, uh, I've I've been noticing that place seems to be having some uh, existential crises of its own lately. Um, but hey, uh, I'll I'll be there as long as it exists. Um, so that's nice. Uh, if you want the parts of my brain that aren't stuck here in Equestria, uh, you can find that at uh, dracos.art. Uh, D-R-A-E-K-O-S dot A-R-T. Follow your dreams, folks. See you next time. Mwah. Yeah. Mwah. Bye.